not interested in the best that God has for you, um, you have to question your, your tendencies in why you are following Christ Jesus. He's come to give you life and life more abundantly so that you can become a steward and a deliverer of the gospel that he's made available. You take on an assignment as a Christian. You take on a responsibility as a Christian. You put on a coat of responsibility, a jacket of responsibility. When you become a Christian, it no longer becomes about you. This is why most people, uh, they don't ever line up with the things of God is they want to live a life for themselves. They don't care about what other people think about them. They don't care about what, now I'm not saying that you need to care about what other people think about you, but they don't care what anybody's uh, life turns out to be, or they don't care about other people whatsoever. All their life is about is themselves and concerning about their things, their personal beliefs, their personal feelings. And if anybody messes with that, then uh, including the Bible or including any doctrinal thing that's implemented within a, a country, they want to live by how they feel. That's not how Christians ought to be. Are you hearing me? That's not how Christians ought to live. Christians should be found founded and grounded upon the word of God. And our doctrines, our feelings, our beliefs should be inspired by this word, not by not inspired by anything else, uh, you know, by our emotions or by our upbringing or how we were raised. That's not how you should believe and feel. You, you base your feelings and emotions on the word of God. That's why you have to spend time reading and studying it. This is like anything else. You become a student. Um, you let yourself become educated by this word so that you can become grown up within these things and you can experience the best that God has for you here on earth while you're here now. There's so many there's so many things going on in our society right now that are governed by people having their own inner formed beliefs that they've created within themselves. It's okay to have that as long as it's based upon the word of God, not based upon how you how you think things should go or should feel. So let's turn into this into Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 3. You ready? Let's read together. So for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have, you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom I have, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For son, for what son is, is he whom the father chastens not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons or daughters. Like I said, sons or daughters in a previous discipleship, uh, dis discipled uh, part, part one or two, I said that. Um, but yeah, it's sons or daughters, not just referring to sons. It's children of God. We are the children of God. So he loves those that God loves, um, he chastens and those who he, um, those who he calls his own, he brings correction and rec and recommendations for change to. So it's okay if you feel like there's something that's, that you are doing that's not lined up with the word of God. If you, uh, uh, it's not okay if there's something 
contrary to the word of God, but it's okay if you recognize that there's something contrary and you feel, um, you feel, you know, there's a sense of urgency about it. There should be God's correcting you. He's changing you. He's impacting you with his word or, you know, and through the gifts that he's given to the church, which is the pastor, preacher, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle. He's made these people available to, to bring us closer to him. So now let's turn into, um, let's turn into first Corinthians nine. And we, to summarize what we've been talking about, Paul, uh, he had an experience on the road to Damascus, was knocked off of his horse. And eventually, you know, he started serving the Lord. He was against the Lord for, for some time, but then started serving the Lord and was, uh, used to impact probably millions of people. I don't know how many people, uh, definitely by this point, because three quarters of the new Testament was written by Paul. So his life after he was disciplined by the Lord in acts, as we read, has come to a place where he's disciplined. He lives obedient to the things of God, but he doesn't take it as a, uh, as a recommendation. He takes it as a commandment, as an obligation from his Lord to do certain things a certain way. And then let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Uh, let's read, uh, start in verse 26, actually. Paul said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so a fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep my, under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So he's saying he he puts his body under. Let me read you the footnotes on this. This is this this really makes this verse pop. So you can see it in in uh, uh, where he says, "I keep my body under, bring it into subjection, so that by any means I should become a castaway." Um, let me read you this out of the Amplified. This is where this this verse really pops, and you can understand what he's saying. We're talking about disciplined to live disciplined. Uh, base your life upon principles of the word of God, not based on your feelings. So first Corinthians nine, I want to read this out of the amplified in verse 27. Let me get there. Thanks for joining everybody. If you're with me, thank you so much. It's really a, a great thing uh, that you're here and you could be anywhere, but you're awake with me this morning. Thank you so much. Be sure to share this while we're talking about it. Hit the like button on the on your post, whether you're on uh, whatever platform you're watching from, whether it's um, Twitch, if you're on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You know, be, be sure to hit the share button on these. Let's people know about the post. Gets our our rankings up so people can see us. So verse 26, same, same verse, chapter and verse, but in the Amplified, therefore I do not run uncertainly without definite aim, and I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an advert adversary, but like a boxer, I buffet my body, I handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming the, to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should not uh, should become unfit, not stand the test, but uh, and be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit, because that's what you are. If you don't live according to the principles of this word, you become a counterfeit Christian. If you don't, you a Christian, the to call yourself a Christian, a Christ follower, there's actions that follow that, not just the beliefs. The beliefs are what trigger the spiritual 
uh, connection and then your actions follow suit so that your soul can get in line with what your spirit believes. So you, your actions have to follow what you, what you believe to be true. That's what being a Christian is. So now let's read in Colossians chapter, uh, Colossians chapter three. And in this chapter, uh, you saw that word there. He said, so that I could be fit. Paul said, I could be fit for duty. I could be fit to carry out what I've been called to do. But let's read this in Colossians chapter three. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, idolatry, these things because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all of these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of who created him. So we're to put, he says put to death, to, to murder the elements that don't align with the word of God in your life. And then he goes through and lists a couple. So today I want to, uh, as we go, as we're going through this, I want to bring to you uh, someone that uh, this happened to, and his name's Mark. You, you may remember him from the book of Mark. He wrote the book of Mark. Um, but he's one of the disciples of Jesus, but there's a reference to him in the scripture here. And I want to read this out of, uh, of, out of Acts chapter 13. And what we see in Acts chapter 13, well, I'll just turn there. It's taking too long on the computer. So Acts chapter 13, what we see is Jesus, uh, 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 Paul rather, uh, encounters a situation with this guy mark who he we're talking about mark who wrote the old uh, wrote the book of mark um john they call him john mark but we're going to see an example here where he was um traveling with with paul and a uh, and his cousin named barnabas mark's cousin named barnabas and eventually they split up and we, i want to i want to show you what happened here and what the experience was between these but Here's something we have to realize. We read back in 1 Corinthians 9, in the Amplified, Paul said, he said, um, I myself should, uh, he said, I subdue and, and, and put my body under submission so that I myself should, should not become unfit or not to stand the test. So there becomes a, a time where we can become unfit for the duty that Jesus has called us to do or called us to be. Turn with me into 2 Timothy before we read in Acts 13. Or you could just listen along with this. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verse 19. This is Paul writing to his spiritual son Timothy, who's a pastor. He said, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal, that the Lord knows who are his and let everyone who names the Lord the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, 
it will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So this word sanctified, if you break it down uh, through the Greek, through the uh, uh, earlier translations of this word sanctified, um, you could l translate it to what's considered useful or fit for duty. Let me turn there because I've got some notes in that section I want, I want to go to. Fit for duty. And I want to read out of the Dakes so you can see uh, uh, what he says here. <clears throat> if a man therefore purges himself from these, all iniquity, he shall be a vessel of honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use or, or prepared for the master's use. So is there a way that you could be unprepared for the master's use? Absolutely. You could be unfit for the Lord to use you by your actions, by your way of living. You can be unfit for God to use you, meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. So I always, I'm the advocate for looking at how things are written and, and really digging into it so it, it can impact me. But if he, if Paul is saying to Timothy, if a man therefore purges himself, so now I can think, okay, so there's a man that if, if a man purges himself, these things will happen. But if a man doesn't purge himself, what will happen? So we could read it in the opposite sense. If a man therefore doesn't purge himself, he shall not be a vessel unto honor, or he will be a vessel unto dishonor, unsanctified, and not meet or not useful for the master's use or not fit for the master's use. I'm reading the opposite. I'm not saying this is what the Bible says. I'm just reading you what the opposite would be. Not prepared unto every good work. And then in the footnotes, this is what he said. Um, you, if you break down that word sanctified, it's a vessel of honor. It brings sanctification. And it means useful or uh uh, available unto you could translate into eucrestos, which is a Greek word, useful or profitable for the master's work, prepared unto every good work. So you could, if without a disciplined life, you could be without, uh, you could be unuseful or not useful to God without a disciplined life, not purging yourselves from things of dishonor. Well, I, I, I certainly don't want to have that that branded on me and not be fit for my master's use. I'm a, I'm a, I am a vessel for my master. I need to make myself sanctified and useful for him. What can I do to do that? You purge yourself. You take away the things of your past. And this includes your own f emotions and feelings about things. Now let's get into Acts 13. Acts 13. I want to read you this situation that happened with a, an individual named Mark. John Mark, Acts 13, in verse 13, says, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to... Hold on, I'm sorry. I think I'm... Uh, am I in the wrong verse here? Nope, I'm in the right one. I want to see where his...
Yep, we're in the right verse. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Acts 13, verse 13. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in, in Pamphylia, and John, also John Mark, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. So now turn with me into to Acts 15. So what happened here is as they're traveling, Paul and his company, they left one place, went to another place, and John Mark departs from them and returned to Jerusalem. Uh, The footnotes here on that particular verse says, John Mark, for some reason, perhaps because of homesickness, uh, left them to go home, and later... Paul refused to take them on take him on their second journey. So let's turn into chapter 15 now and see where this transpired. 15 Acts 15 verse 37. Uh, let's go to 35. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching, preaching the word. So they've continued on they're they're moving along. And and, and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. So this is Mark, the the disciple who wrote the book of Mark. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take them with him, take him with them, because he departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to work. And he and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed into Cyprus, Cyprus and Paul took Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and, Cil- uh, and Cilicia confirming the churches. So what happened here? Let's break this down so you can understand it. John Mark, the disciple Mark, left the party, went home in, to be in Jerusalem while they were ministering. Uh, Barnabas and uh, go, Paul goes to Barnabas as a, one of the part of his company there and said, hey, we're going to go back to all the cities. Uh, and Barnabas says, well, I want to take I want to take Mark with us. And Paul said, no, Mark's not coming with us because he left. He departed from us. He he. He didn't have, he wanted to go home in the time where we were supposed to be working. And if you look at this, you can bring this back to what we just read in second Timothy, where he's talking about being fit for duty or useful for duty. And Paul didn't seem to think that Mark was useful for duty in these scenarios. Well, I don't know if you, you know, you got to have forgiveness for people, Dylan. Well, Paul made this call not to bring Mark with them then the rest of the entire book of Acts, and then three quarters of the New Testament is written by Paul. And you don't see the writings of Barnabas all over the New Testament. You see the writings of Paul. So if you had to make an assumption, just gather your thoughts and make an assumption here. I'm not saying it's written in the Bible this way. But if I had to make a judgment call or an assessment of this or an assuming, Paul made the better decision not to take Mark with him. Who? What's the big deal? He went home. He was homesick. You have a calling on your life. You have an objective. You have a mission called for your life to do. You don't just abandon ship when you want to. You, Paul knew Mark left 
he knew he did not do what he was supposed to do in being a part of the camp and being a part of the company and traveling. He just left and abandoned the work that was set before him. So Paul knew, hey, he's not fit for duty. Now later, we'll read in the scriptures, it actually comes back in, in Colossians. Paul welcomes back, actually, let's turn there. I believe it's in Colossians 4. Paul welcomes back Mark. So he must have come along, back along and become sanctified, put his old ways off. So it's not always just about sin or iniquity, you know, this deep, dark sin that, that you might have. No, it could be a poor decision-making because you're basing your decisions on how you feel instead of basing on, on what the Word of God says to do. You don't make decisions based on what you feel. You make your decisions based upon what the Word of God says. And you be led by the Word of God. So in Colossians, I believe it's um, Colossians 4, and we'll close with this. I believe it's four. Let me see. Hold on. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. Well, let me start in verse 9. Um, Sorry, verse 8. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose that he may know your circumstances. Uh, comfort your hearts with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. They will make known to you all the things that are happening here. Aristocrats, my follow, fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark. So now Mark's back with Paul, the cousin of Barnabas, of whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome you. So there's a he paraphr he uh, he he emphasizes this interaction with them. He says, "My fellow prisoners greet you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas." So he's back with Paul now, of whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. So this is Paul, his first interaction back with Mark. So something had to have happened to where Mark is now acceptable and fit for Paul to be traveling with him. Because he's saying, of whom you've received instructions, in parentheses, he says, of whom you've received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome you. So he wasn't welcomed at one point. Because why? Because he based his decision making to leave and abandon his, his post. To leave his post. To abandon his spot that God called him to be in. Which was in the ministry. Traveling with Paul. Going to the places he told him to do. But homesickness... 
and and not feeling like I'm supposed to be here. You're called. You were called to do this. You're supposed to be with her. God wouldn't have you abandon your post like that. So don't abandon your post. Do what God's called you to do. Be in the place that you've been called. If you're in the ministry of helps at your church or anywhere that you are, don't abandon your post. Do what you've been called to do. Allow the Lord to use you and be useful for his ministry. This is how you grow up in the things of God and you become more mature, you become better, you become stronger within the things that God has called you to be. Well, I love you this morning. This has been fun for me and I hope it was fun for you as we go through discipled or disciplined to be disciplined in life. I hope you enjoyed. Be blessed today. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, hit the share button, hit the like button. Be sure to subscribe to the different platforms that we have. Any of the uh, of the podcast channels, be sure to subscribe. You'll get notified when new podcasts come out. Apple Podcast, Amazon, all those different ones. But thank you so much for joining today. Let's kick our day off the right way with the Word of God like we did. Continue in prayer. Continue to be strong in the Word of the Lord and study His Word continually. Love you so much. Be blessed today. I will talk to you soon for another morning of Get Up With God. We'll see you bright and early at 6 a.m.